0: won't
1: stop firing! I think I'm being followed.
2: My dad is turning green, like, literally green.
0: My last nav check put me on Lagrange Point
3: 4. This is Control, we read you. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. This is Captains and Commanders. You're tuned to the Guard Frequency, and as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the Guard. This is episode 119 of the Best Damn Space Sim Podcast ever, and was recorded on Friday, May the 6th, and made available for download Tuesday, May the 10th, over at GuardFrequency.com. I'm Lennon. I'm,
4: I'm Jeff. And I'm Tony. What do we have this week, Tony? Well, this week we decided
0: to throw caution to the wind and ships into space, skipping all that usual squawk box and flight deck nonsense, to let you in on the conversation right from the very start with a call-in show. For those who didn't manage... To call in, fear not, we'll still be reading out your feedback as we go along.
4: Well, that takes care of the housekeeping, so let's get on to the show and see what you have to say.
1: Okay, buddy, what's on your mind?
4: We're all friendlies! So let's just be friendly!
3: We're actually gonna kick off the show with a little bit of feedback whilst we're waiting for our first caller to get ready. So last week's community question was, do randomised item mods harmlessly add unique flavour to the game universe or do they cause nothing but imbalance, envy and strife? Well Krell writes in and says, the type of modification you're trying to accomplish should be predictable. If I'm trying to improve the power output of a power plant, I should not end up with a power plant that has the same output but is more fuel efficient. There should be variability in the level of improvement that can be achieved and it should be tied to risk. No magic enhancements, completely wrong game genre. And then he goes on to talk about using a real world example with a CPU, where if it comes out factory clocked at 3 gig, everybody should be able to push it to a certain point, with a small rate of failure and an extremely small chance of destruction. Uh, And then he takes us through a table of 3 gigahertz 100% success 3.4 gig 95% success 1% chance of destruction all the way up to 4 gigahertz where it's five percent chance of success with a 95% chance of destruction Ooh. he then goes on to say keep up the good work and that was a nice shrubbery you sent however I did not appreciate it being sent cash on delivery
0: well we're on a tight budget here I mean we don't have that sort of you know shrubberies are heavy expensive and uh you know it, it takes a lot to ship those so sorry but you asked for it uh but no, it's uh, yeah. I think that uh, yeah, it's the wrong type of genre to expect you know the magic to happen. Not a fan of the randomized thing. I, I think most of us weren't. But uh, but it, there, there's a place for it as long as it's graduated. You have a reasonable chance, and if you want to push the limits, that's fine. But I think everybody ought to have be able to trade a expected outcome for a expected input.
3: Yeah, I think that the idea of engineers being more tinkerers rather than actual you know planned methodical study and upgrade because obviously I was missing last week so I didn't get to weigh in on the debate so yeah you get to hear my opinions this week instead Um ah. I think that uh yeah it's possibly like you guys were basically saying it's the wrong genre for this kind of magical sort of stuff to happen and i think that the way that krell gives an example of you know if there is a factory issued component and you want to be able to push it beyond its limits then you should be able to do that with a reasonable chance of uh success the, the smaller the increment that you want to try and push it to there shouldn't be this whole as he put it going to get a fuel pump that uh, has a better rate of throughput and end up with one that has just higher efficiency you know that I think is sort of slightly, almost misleading in what you would want from a uh, effectively a crafting system.
0: Yeah, it stops being a crafting system and starts being a you know a casino. You know that's not.
3: Yeah, totally. Wasn't, it wasn't the
0: idea. Wasn't the idea.
3: No. But I do hear that our first caller is ready. So with a little bit of magic, our first caller is Dilik. Welcome, Dilik.
0: Welcome. No, that's our line. You're 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 in our house. You're in our space.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just turning off the. the oh, feed. that's right.
0: That's right. Collar. Let's call it Turn down your radio, collar. Turn down your radio. Exactly. <laughs>
1: well, no, it's an artisanal It's an artisanal, uh thing. We are not really engineers. This is really. <laughs> that's a right.
0: Right. That's right. I, I forgot. I, I completely missed that angle. Yeah, that's right. You know. It's not oh a thing gosh. that you can yes, just you, you know. You know, it's just you know, there's a there's a certain handcrafted uniqueness to it. Sometimes they're out of things, you know. Sometimes you get peanut butter and ham. That happens. You know exactly. It's it's, it's not my
1: issue if you give me nitrogen and carbon and some and some a blueberry shows up.
0: Yeah, that's just, exactly. That's our fault. I'll issue a public apology for completely missing the artisanal, handcrafted angle on that one. I'll I'll do better next time.
1: I I won't take the engineers as real engineers if the uh,
0: process is
1: that randomized.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, what would you call them?
1: They're thinkers. You guys hit it right in the nose. Yeah, okay, okay. Thinkers, they find a way to overclock him to a certain spec, but not really
0: precise. Right. Okay, so tinkerers, pending a change in the mechanic, we shall we shall henceforth refer to these people as tinkerers. Indeed. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. So, okay, so like we said, you came to our space. You're, you're welcome to our home, but we're going to turn the floor over to you. And, uh, you know, what do you want to talk about, Delic? Well,
1: currently I am freaking 11 jumps from the reunion place.
0: Uh ah, so yes far away yes we are, we are tonight uh, flying around hip20277 uh near fabian city so uh, as you're flying is there anything you care to discuss well my star, scoop? star navigation
1: yeah no this. scoop or less i
0: will the fuel scooping yeah let's let's talk about fuel scooping that's a thing. So, one of the things we don't know about uh, Star Citizen is uh, the fuel mechanic, but we have a fuel mechanic in Elite Dangerous that, that works pretty well. So, Jeff, why don't you describe the fuel scooping mechanic?
4: Well, you generally fly in the corona of the sun, spin around and around, and uh, basically collect the hydrogen particles that are being thrown off by any given sun.
0: Is this a fuel mechanic that you can get behind uh, in your fuel and your space sim experience?
4: It is. For the method of uh, Elite Dangerous, I would hate to see every single space sim use this fuel mechanic for every single space sim that you come across. I don't like, think it
0: has to be. Like a tanker? Yes. Like the Starfare that's supposedly live in this patch that's coming up in 2.4?
1: Actually, huh? yeah. it's
0: not supposedly live. It's actually live. Well, not having access to the super duper, you know, uh, and top it's secret actually, NDA PTU. I wouldn't oh,
1: know. It's actually both. The Gemini and the Starfarer.
0: Oh, even the, the Armour tank, tanky one uh, yes. goes live too, huh? All right. All right.
1: They gave uh, the missiles and an extraordinary targeting system.
0: All right. Okay, good. So, so, But the fuel system has yet to be determined, so I'm not going to be sidling up to a Starfarer to tank up anytime in the okay. near future. All right, not, so, not yet. No, not yet. But uh, that would... Uh, now. Elite has kind of is kind of a homegrown tanker system. You can actually transfer tanks of fuel between ships with the fuel limpet system. Has anybody here used that? I I haven't.
1: Well, I used the prospector and the collector <laughs> limpets because mining it was a bore. Now it's a less bore.
0: Still kind of a bore. Yeah, <laughs> I've done it too with the limpet with the prospector and collector limpets. I've done it too, and it's not bad. It, it 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 improved quite a bit with with that.
1: You don't have to spend that much time to get high quality yields so in about 45 minutes you could get easily two
0: million yep you're in one of those uh pristine is it it's not metallic is it is it pristine yeah, metallic
1: pristine metallic rings
0: yes, Okay. that's why yep. i'm so far away
1: you usually want to be next to a refinery system
0: you get the best prices there
1: yes for the materials you're picking up if it's refinery and high tech you hit gold
0: and you can literally mine gold from the asteroids and sell it.
1: Yeah, but uh, actually gold is not the most expensive metal there. It's actually painite, because it's a pain to get.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, a little, a little bit of lore. Painite is a uh, red crystal that is super awesome in the Elite Universe. As far as I know, it's an unobtainium sort of a thing. Yeah, it's 33,000 uh, credits per ton. That's yes. a lot of space bucks.
1: Yep. So uh, what, do you,
0: what are you flying tonight, idyllic
1: my baby, it's my python.
0: Ah, yes. You'll, uh, you'll see it soon. I have I haven't, I've flown the python and have enjoyed it quite a bit. Actually, I turned my python into a mining ship, and that worked out pretty well. That is the,
1: yeah, I have it as a mining. It's my all-purpose, really. It and is. Very decent combat capabilities, even. And I love it because it's the largest ship that actually can land on a medium size. Usually, outposts, they don't get as much traffic as the big orbital stations. So you're gonna find that the demands for materials are gonna be higher there now Larger platforms are only found on the big orbital stations has almost most actually if you strip everything It has more cargo capacity than the type 7 which is essentially a large ship and You can land on a place where the demand is actually going to be greater for your materials, so you can earn more money Question has anybody of you have tried the Rubinga run? The Rubinga
0: Run—that sounds, you know, like the Kessel Run. No, yeah, we it's have, a, done, or I have It's done. a
1: run that about, well, according to the internet fables, it's allowed mm-hmm. you to have around. You're able to get around 50 million in 1.4 hours.
0: Oh, our return. executive producer Elliot would love to hear that. He likes to use trade as a cash machine, as ATM, well, it's personal it's ATM.
1: Not trading as much as illegal smuggling oh because of the station is so far away from anything the demand for everything is so high especially black market goods now obvious that you get that amount of return however the problem really is that a lot of players know that route so i'm hesitant of taking it and the fact that if you're just scanned once that's it
0: Oh, Jace, who is a frequent fill-in host here, I don't know if he calls it that run, but yeah, he's he's talked to us about smuggling before and how it's a very, you know, it's very lucrative if you're able to get away with it, but it also, you know, you can find an entire afternoon of playtime more or less wasted at the last second if you happen to get unlucky at the mouth of the station.
3: Mm-hmm. So, you know, whilst we got Dillick here, we might as well ask the community, as it were, that if the power play mechanic isn't really your sort of thing, but we pretty much know full well that there is going to be some sort of reputation system in Sars Citizen. How are you hoping that they'll implement it?
1: Well, currently they just have like uh, um, hostile and defender factions that will carry on. Uh, So if you help a lot of missions of reestablishing the comlinks again, you will enter what they call the defender status on the persistent server and Crusader Security will send you a mission to patrol Security Station Korea for 10 minutes And that, that will be your mission And to destroy or kill any invaders to that security port Because uh, according to you know what they're saying Is that Crusader Security realized that there's a lot of people That are illegally entering the station So they're trying to find people with good reputation to defend the station And after those 10 minutes of you patrolling the station You're gonna get, you know, that's your money and that's your mission so that's essentially how your reputation will work on the on, on 2.4, in the beginning.
3: Okay, and where do you think they should take that going forward? Like, once we're in the full game, once Squadron 42 is launched and Star Citizen is an actual uh, live, persistent universe, uh, how would you like to see it implemented?
1: Based on what you do, I would say if that is really strange, because usually I don't deal with reputation.
4: But well, but I can I I can see the reputation having some basis in in the UEE, even if they do a citizenship rating or a you know, civilian rating to citizen from citizen to you know trusted deputy. Something. Yeah, it's going to have to play a part. It's going to have to, unfortunately. I just hope it's not a grind like it has been in so many games.
1: Well, it's going to be complicated, but if they are able to... What you're doing, you don't have to go out of your way to do certain things to gain the benefits. If you are just you're a merchant and you do fair dealings with UEE customers and UEE-sanctioned customers, and you you know, you know, help UEE people and you do these things that follow into the UEE, then you'll be filling up that UEE reputation system. Your reputation within the UE, just by doing normal stuff. Now, once you hit a certain level, certain UE interests might come and offer you a mission. That, I hope, is how it goes. That you don't have to actually, like for example, uh, on the Federation side, you have to take a mission from this guy to go from, you know, nobody to the first rank. In elite, you know, if 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 we can't avoid that kind of stuff, then I'm more than happy.
0: So you want it to be more like a uh, a tap on the shoulder, like, hey, we, you know, I like the cut of your jib, sailor. You know, you just keep being you, rather than do you want to be my friend? Come apply at this desk. You know, there
2: uh,
1: could be those,
0: but it's not required. Like it's not
1: hard required. It's just, well, you have been trading with us for the last two in-game months. We would like to, you know, continue offer you this set of missions because of our dealings. You know, like, things happen in, in real life. Some of them, obviously, happen by connections and special, you know, I'm looking interest and stuff like that. But most of them just happen you know, organically.
0: Okay, yeah, that's. I think that would be a much more natural way to do it. And it would seem a lot less like a grind if what they wanted you to do was the thing you're already doing. Exactly.
3: Yeah, obviously it's great to have Diluc here, but we did promise that we'd let everybody in on the conversation, so we're going to go back to our feedback now, and Druid writes in to say, I backed this game at the very beginning, missing my golden ticket by only a couple of days due to the website issues. One of the reasons I backed was because there wasn't a publisher and everything that that entails. Thus, Tony, I don't want a deadline. That goes counter to one of the major precepts of this project, that being having the time to figure out how to do what you want and not what you can fit within a specified amount of time. As to your oft-made complaint about there being no one to tell Chris no, aren't you forgetting about Erin Roberts? If I recall correctly, that was explicitly stated as one of his functions within the company. One final note, Tony said one of your goals was to elicit discussion, which is laudable. However, your tone has often been negative and angry, particularly in episode 117. I love this podcast, but the negative tone that creeps in from time to time makes it hard to keep listening. That being said, I will continue to listen to the immortal, the Brit, and the lawyer, which sounds like the beginning of a really corny joke, but hey, you can't have everything.
0: If only we could walk into a bar together. <laughs>
3: one day, one day this will happen. One like, day, I'm this one day
0: this will it. happen. <laughs> no, I, negative tone, I, I'm not going to make any bones about it when I'm mad about something. I put on the angry Tony voice, right? I'll get on my soapbox and I'll do it. But the, the as Jeff was saying last week, and I'll, I'll say it again, we want this thing to be good. You don't get good results if you're shy about your feedback and your criticism. Now, we're not going to take it to the extreme that some people do, and, you know, people who shall not be named, and try to get the thing, you know, run the thing off the rails. Aaron Roberts, I don't think he's saying no loud enough, or he's just got his head down, or he's an ocean away from some of the decisions that are being made.
3: Yeah, but to be fair, I I can tell you no, you know, that works.
0: Oh, yeah, well, well, I have, thank you, Lennon, I mean, I have people around me that tell me no all the time, Lennon tells me no all the time. Jeff has gotten into calling me an ignorant slut. I mean, that's, that's important in any creative adventure to have somebody to say, you are not doing it right and you need to stop that thing because it's really bad. It's important and I don't think that if Aaron is doing that job, I think he needs to do it better or he needs to get some more allies to do it. And on the timeline thing, that is about personal accountability and they can set their own schedule whenever they like and however they like, but they need to set one and stick to it. That's just good management. They don't need a publisher dictating to them what they do because they know their own capabilities better than anybody, but they need to set it and stick to it and let us know what that is.
3: So, because I like to be super distracting and I know that guys can only tend to multitask on a total of zero things at once, you know, it's single <laughs> focus on nothing, I'm going to carry on talking and I'm going to uh, interrogate Dillick and see if he can stand up to the pressure of trying to claim a bounty whilst actually answering questions. So, um, as Druid wrote in there, he was saying that uh, one of the appeals of Star Citizen was the lack of publisher and therefore, you know, things can happen in their own time. And 2.4 has just been released for Star Citizen. So, of all the changes that have to come with 2.4, uh, Persistence is obviously the biggest thing that's come out there. But uh, what are your take on the patch notes? You know, what are your f- things that you like, that you dislike, that you think could be implemented better, and so on?
1: Well, they nerfed the Vanguard again, so yeah. I'm not very <laughs> thrilled about that.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's that's let's, let, let's rant about that for a while, because I bought a Vanguard.
1: Yeah, no, me too, and I love this ship. It's just that they keep unbuffing it and
0: unbuffing it,
3: but you know what they did? They took the health that was on the Vanguard, and they gave it to the Mustang and the Freelancer. Yes,
2: Boom.
0: Yes. Oh, talk about compounding errors.
3: Wow. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. That Space yes. Bunny must die. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Space Bunny is a really good ship until, it, until oh. it loses its legs, and then it's a bit tough to land, but you know.
0: It's an
1: excellent starting ship for
0: combat focus, and there you go. 72,000 credits. That's split four ways. Not bad. Good bit of hunting. Well done, gentlemen.
3: Yeah. So um, yes, they they have nerfed the uh, Vanguard again. So just for those who haven't read the patch notes, it's seen a decrease in health. It's not only the Vanguard; it's the Aurora, the three twenty five A, the three fifteen P, all the Hornets, the Gladiator, and the Constellation Andromeda. So If you've got that variant of Collie, you're going to see a decrease in health. Um, ships that have seen an increase in health are the Mustang, uh, all varieties of that, the three hundred I, and the Freelancer. However, they are rebalancing the armor and shields at the same time so who knows what you might lose in hull strength you may actually be able to gain in other areas
1: yeah but remember that number one armor is not is not implemented so ah, it's a small bugger.
0: yeah he's a little guy sorry that's okay but to see that this is that's why we're doing this you know don't the, cut the, this Lennon. this is us fighting and talking we can multitask was, see
1: the, the anaconda was easy because it's just a super large pizza slice on the space.
0: Okay, now, now now we're now we're good. So please continue.
1: Well as a question Ship armor. Oh yeah Ship armor, it's, right. It's yeah. not it's not implemented uh, uh, now as it is. So essentially what Shields would be doing would be just stopping up to forty percent of the kinetic energy of a projectile but it's coming through. So what what some people in the Facebook group Star Citizen Facebook group I I belong to were theorizing that is they're buffing the health to like compensate for the armor.
0: Robbing Peter to pay Paul.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay.
0: Well, I mean that's fine. And again, this is Alpha, right? There'd be balance pass after balance pass after balance pass. There has to be a sort of room for the shield monster and the armor monster and the hull tank to make those different builds viable and so you really have to kind of differentiate between the upper end and the lower end of all three of those categories. So, you know, do it now while it's an alpha. Even if they've managed to nerf every single one of the ships I bought.
1: It's so good to have their shields, not that biweave crap. I love the bi-weaves. Yeah, but I you have a them. small, maneuverable ship.
3: So, for those of us that may be uninitiated, what are biweave shields and why are they advantageous?
0: Uh, uh let, let, you know, ahead, Okay, this ahead. week's debate question...
3: <laughs> Gentlemen,
0: 30 seconds or less. Me versus Dillick. I'll let Dillick go first. Why do Bioweave shields suck, Dillick?
1: Well, Tony, I'm not going to say the rest because <laughs> I will take Come it on. away from my from my dear uh, friends of the Tuesdays. Uh, Bioweave shields, what they essentially do is exchange shield health for a uh, faster recharge rate. But really doesn't matter when you're... when. You're facing multiple opponents that are whittling down your health very fast. Sometimes all you need is that extra shield, so you can you're able to last a little bit longer, so you can activate your um, shield cell.
3: Okay, that's time. Breathing. Tony, Tony, why why are they great?
0: I will I will acquiesce in this week's uh, politeness and and refrain from the usual um, insult. But uh, Dillic, I have to disagree with you because. Whether it's a small ship that can maneuver out of the way or a large ship which has a large shield capacity in the first place, that uh, extra capacity uh, traded for a lighter weight and a lower power requirement makes the Biweave shield much more efficient, gives you much more power to use for weapons for the shield boosters that you want to, you know, charge and use anyway, and for a decent warrant scanner. So I think all in all, the bi shield is definitely the way to go.
3: Oh, oh you're good at this. I was going to say that's time. You've I am a good.
0: Lots second of practice. To go. You've lots of before. practice.
1: <laughs>
3: okay, uh, you got 30 seconds for a response. Go. I,
1: I will counter this bigger ships, bigger power generators. It's all you need. My, I have more than power to spare here, even with a warrant scanner.
0: You've still okay. got
3: 15 seconds. Would you like to drop the mic and just walk away? Say... Boom! <laughs> <laughs>
0: he doesn't even need all 30 seconds. Yeah. Well, Dilik, I have to say that uh, that may be true, but when you have these larger ships like the Cutter, a decent-sized power generator can cost multiple tens of millions of credits, and while you are in the process of ranking up, uh, that just isn't affordable. Uh, BioWave Shield is uh, likewise much cheaper. So it's an excellent balance or an excellent concession to uh, the people on their way up in the outfitting race
1: I will concede that way. Right. that is completely true alright,
3: good debate guys are, uh, yeah, no, that was a good debate, uh, and I'm just going to read out a little bit more feedback, so we had one from uh, Sean Newboy writes in and says, uh, congrats to the best damn space sim podcast, excellent show everyone, mission rewards should be standardized, but things found slash acquired should be more random, the logic would be differences between the original owners and their new ships
0: does he mean like when you blow up ships, what they drop? Is that what he's talking about?
3: I believe so. Yeah, that's certainly how I took it when I read it.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean stuff's gonna fall off if you're looting a ship, and you don't know if it's gonna—you know—parts of it might break you know, or, or get destroyed. So yeah, I mean that makes sense. You wouldn't necessarily get the the equipment back in the original condition if it's uh, you know
3: slightly used, one previous owner, uh, slightly used, slightly shotgunned. That <laughs> yes. Sort of-
0: all right, well, Dillik, appreciate you calling in. Thanks for dropping in. We've had a heck of a great discussion, I think, tonight. And keep flying with us here for a little bit, because Damon had that friggin' novel, and he was logged in a second ago, and I, he had to he had to run away. He might be gone forever. Oh no! Wait, here he is. We found our wayward guest that had logged in and then was victim of a power outage. Uh, but we'd like to welcome Damon to the show. Hello, Damon. Hello. You, sir, wrote in an excellent and voluminous amount of feedback to us uh, regarding the minimum viable product discussion, uh, one of many wonderful um, uh, pieces of feedback we got last week. We had to cut yours down br- ridiculous. I mean, just even, even <laughs> still. I mean, we, uh, but we didn't want to lose all the good discussion that was there. Uh, so um, we reached out to you and invited you here special night, and I'm glad you were able to take us up on it.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, good. Okay. All
0: right, so so uh, we tradition. Esther traditional here. We basically turn the mic over to our guests. So we're going to let you start the start the conversation off wherever you please.
2: Okay. Well, I I sent you guys an email because uh, you were talking about the minimal viable product, and I just got I guess a, a little uh, annoyed going what What are they talking about? And uh, so I sent you an email, and you guys. Replied back saying, uh, "Oh, you got, you have to be on the the show." I'm like, "Ah, oh, crap! <laughs> what did I say?" <laughs> you said many many smart <laughs> and analytical
0: words, so now it is your <laughs> obligation. Okay, but uh, so like I said, we, we had to cut a lot of your feedback, and so there may have been, I, I imagine, there was something that you consider to be a, a extremely pertinent point that we just cut for time. And so, you know, uh, if there's anything that, that comes to the top of your head that that we didn't cover that you think really needs to be focused on, you know, shoot shoot for it.
2: Well, one of the things about a minimal viable product, to me, that is something that always, you you have what you absolutely need, and then you have what you feel is a good product, and then you have all these other things, your version 1.1, 1.2, 2.0, stuff like that, and... I think uh, CIG's minimal viable product is still going to be a lot more than what other games may be offering. I mean, if if they even implement half the stuff that they're planning to, it's still a tremendous game. So I, I came up with uh, 110 features that were promised, uh, and I have uh, 30 of those features have been fulfilled so okay. far, and there's an additional 10 features which have partially uh, been implemented. So, altogether that's that's about 32% of all the features implemented, which is still far away from a minimally viable product in my book.
0: So, I mean, you, you and I, two outsiders, two people with no inside knowledge of CIG, have sort of, at least in, in generic ballpark terms, come to about the same numeric place of, of what where we're at with the um, With the stretch goal fulfillment, Mm -hmm. now why can't CIG do that for us? What 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 prevents them, or what policy or concept, stops them from doing that?
2: One of the things that uh, these numbers are that I've calculated out, not everything is equal. Uh, A space plant isn't exactly the same as a hundred star systems, so it's very difficult for, you know, even on their side. Uh, to say exactly how far they are, percentage-wise. In software development, too, um, you also have to think about the fact that sometimes you got to make the tools in order to create the content. Um, A lot of what they're doing is new territory. Uh, Persistence is one of those big tools that you need to create all this MMO type experiences with progression, building your character, customizing the hangar, customizing you. So something like persistence or subsumption absolutely needs to be put in place before uh, you can produce a lot of the content. Right. I
0: mean, it's, so, I mean, obviously, if you get those things in, you might knock off four goals like boom, boom, boom right away. That's fine. There is some still. There's some low hanging fruit there still that they haven't uh, done. I mean, so if the goal was, clearly the goal is not tick off um, boxes on the on the chart to get to 60, you know, the $65 million stretch goals. That's not the idea. The idea is make the game. I, we, I totally get that. But if, if we could have some basic accountability or management tools based on those promises that have been made, why not try for some of that low-hanging fruit to say, look, progress is slow, but we have some.
2: Well, I, I agree with that. Um, one of the things about uh, CIG is they, they give a date and they they tend to miss that date. Um, um but uh, it tends to kill them in, in in internet forums. Uh, so I think they're a little gun shy about giving dates and giving exactly when things are going to be done. I um,
4: uh, I I I think that. Um there should never be a, a date given by a developer until uh there's a minimum viable product. Uh, you know, I I one of the earliest space sims that I was so involved in for so many years uh called Jumpgate ran for 12 years. Um and then uh um oh, what was that company? They they uh wanted to do Jumpgate 2.0 and they got involved with another publisher and they were given dates and they were making it and finally they just you know folded up the doors and went away but we never saw the fruition of that so you know it's it's a hard i, I i'm always curious too if we didn't have these stretch goals if the if the stretch goals were off the table or we knew nothing about the stretch goals and they never promised anything what would be an an m MVP for Star Citizen. Is it, is it a game that's persistent universe and and conversable planets and uh, or, organizational, you know, uh, abilities and economy? I mean, I, uh, what what is our you know really what is our definition of a retail game?
2: Well, for me, uh, that would be the uh, number of star systems that they promised.
0: All right. So that's fine. That's a good point. So, uh, Damon, what is
2: your minimum viable star system number? Um, I don't have a, a specific uh, number on everything. Uh, you know, a certain percentage, if you hit, you know, 50%, then it's a minimally viable product. Um, for me, it is... What was promised. So, if you're talking 100 star systems uh, on on release, then that is to me the minimally viable product.
0: Well, and that actually, I mean, that is the, on the terms of it itself. It's on launch. We'll have 100 systems. That, yeah, exactly. That's, that's a practically a verbatim quote. So, and but but uh, I, it's an excellent it's an excellent uh, mental exercise to say. Absent the stretch goals, what would a minimally viable Star Citizen product be? But the problem is that they raised a bunch of money by continuing to put these numbers out. Now, I took a trip down the Wayback Machine to another show that uh, Lennon and I did back with uh, uh, Viewmaster Michael Moreland. Uh, of the uh, yes. formerly yes uh, the wing the wingman's wingman the uh, wingman's camera guy and, and uh, video producer uh, we went on his show Galactic Inquiry and that was that question was put directly to Lennon and I is is enough enough with the stretch goals and that we were we I don't I think we hadn't quite cracked 50 million at that point or we had just cracked 50 million at that point and my answer was eh you know why don't we stop with providing perks and start with, if we're going to keep this crowdfunding model, crowdfund uh, projects like this, we need to raise money for this component of the back end or this thing that needs to be fulfilled. Lenin was like, shut it down. That's Enough is enough. Don't ask for any more money. Don't promise any more stuff. Just, you're done. You're, you're done. Quit promising stuff. Make the game. Go. And that's where we were at in 2014. So, uh, so, so, let's 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 pack this into a question now for discussion. Since they didn't take me and Lennon's advice like everybody should, um, what what have they what what has has that changed the dynamics? Did they take the dynamic of we can't talk about what a minimum uh, minimum viable product was absent the stretch goals because the stretch goals were so intrinsic to it? Did they shoot themselves in the foot by doing that?
2: A little, yeah. Uh, the crowdfunding is is their uh, biggest friend and also uh, their worst enemy at, at the same time. You know, uh, you you get more money and then there's more pressure on you.
0: Is is there a way to you know judo that now now at this late date can they can they turn that and flip it? Can they do that?
2: Uh, well, you know, one of the things with uh, Star Citizen is a lot of the technologies that they're developing for Squadron Forty Two will also make their its way into Star Citizen. Sure. And uh, when I I was looking at, you know, uh, give a few months, you know, uh, after Squadron Forty Two, how how many things could actually be completed and knocked off this list? Mm -hmm. Like a a Bengal carrier is once it's in uh, Squadron Forty Two. Uh, or a javelin, it's it's going yeah. to, to be in in the persistent universe. I, so, yeah. I've got a, a list of uh, I've got sixty four things that will probably ah. be c- coming out uh, by by the time Squadron Forty Two comes out or shortly after, and that brings that that number up to fifty nine percent of all the uh, estimate you know uh, on all the 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 goals to be completed
0: see that that's excellent and and again i'm going to repeat my question the one that doesn't have a good answer and no one here can answer it why can't cig do that i mean why can't (laughs) i mean why can't they come out and say you know what guys you know it i mean i know that they've said it before in generic terms like it's slow right now we're doing the tools and you'll see guys you'll see you'll see no progress and then boom a lot of progress that's fine Say what you just said, Damon. Say, "Hey guys, we know we're, you know, it seems like where nothing's happening, but here when Squadron 42 drops, these are the things from that stretch goal list that are going to be in Squadron 42 or that we have to build to make Squadron 42 go and then an avalanche of progress happens."
2: Yeah, well, that's that's part of the the, the issue I think in software development. It, it kind of follows this, this S-curve and, and we're kind of at the, the knee of the curve. I mean, when you look at what has has come out in the past six months, uh, keep in mind 2.0 uh, came out in December. Uh, there's a, a bunch of stuff that has, has come out uh, versus the previous two years. Um, and I think the next six months is it or the next 12 months will easily double the amount of content that we already have now.
0: Oh, and so, and so uh, let's. are you basing that on the assumption that Star Citizen does in fact release at the end of this year? Not Star Citizen, Squadron 42, I apologize. Squadron 42.
2: Uh, yeah, well, if, if Squadron 42 does uh, release at the end of this year, then absolutely, you're, you're talking about uh, uh, a doubling of content. I mean, just the... Uh, Vandal ships alone practically uh, gives you a fifty percent boost in in, in the n- number of ships. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, all right, but but I mean we're basing this on the assumption that Squadron Forty Two drops. Uh, my deadline, I believe, was December thirty first, eleven fifty nine p.m. and fifty nine seconds Pacific Standard Time. I think. Uh, so I think you know, is that where you're? Is that where we're going with it?
2: I think uh, they're going to be like three months late. That's okay, <laughs> I well.
3: PIG <think>. <laughs> standard time is take the yes. date plus three months. So right,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I don't know if they've ever missed it by less. Let's put it that way. Uh, that's that's okay. So even if we're talking first quarter 2017, that's nine months ish, you know, from now about the same amount of time that Shiv had to wait for his new baby. We haven't congratulated him on that yes, yet. Yes,
3: congratulations to Shiv and, and Mrs. Shiv. Mrs. Shiv,
0: yes, indeed, who probably did most of the work, really, as far as I know. I That's not how he's selling it. it. but
3: I did all the work on the front end. <laughs> <laughs> oh!
0: Here we are trying to do nice things to congratulate you, and then you went and go there. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. Terrib- ter- You're right, Jeff we should never let him out of his box. Right,
4: yeah, I tell you. <laughs>
0: all right, all right. Well, uh, thank uh, you. you're, you're, you're very welcome. We're, we're pleased to, to know that mother and baby are doing well, and that baby is being quiet and well-behaved, is, is what you said. Both well, it's a newborn. Right it,
4: has, it, has, it has not developed its software yet.
0: <laughs> it hasn't got a driving license. Or listen to rock and roll as those darn kids do.
3: It has listened to Guns, Drums, and steel, though. A oh, good choice. Know. Very nice.
0: All right, so uh, yeah, so if we if we do uh, expect a, a, the gestation process to be complete in approximately nine months, uh, so then we should knock out, uh, by your count, and I'll, I'm sure it's ballpark of what I would agree with, uh, another sixty plus uh, uh, stretch goals of the sixty five million what does that tell us about the uh, requirements of funding you know the theory should be or uh, you know what an observer, a detached observer might suspect should be they could finish the game that they promised for 65 million dollars for 65 million dollars and here we are at uh, nearly 120 now it is does is that indicative of a different kind of creep maybe not feature creep but bloaty creep bad management creep that they're still asking for money and not expanding the game anymore.
2: Well, I I think uh, uh, Chris Roberts said, uh, you know, if you give me a hundred million dollars, I'm going to make a hundred million dollar game, and I think that's what he's he's trying to do. Okay,
0: and, and, and so it, it, are there are there uh, unannounced stretch goals that were simply adopted based on the extra funds that we're just going to just see
2: as a result I of think- that. I think there are certain things uh, that, you know, like, uh, let's take, for example, the stretch goal of of pets. Now, uh, you can make uh, one pet or 50 pets, you know, this, and it's all dependent upon how much money that you can bring in. So, little things like that can greatly affect the funding uh, and development.
0: Okay, so what you're saying is that... uh, we've often said that elite dangerous is a mile wide and, and 12 inches deep so what you're saying is that uh, star citizen with the extra funding they might be 18 or 24 inches deep by the time uh, in places you know uh, based on the fact that they've got the extra
2: funding uh, certain things uh, th- they they're already getting in pretty deep uh, but uh, yeah uh, uh, I, I think uh, you know some of these, uh, cities and, and these systems that they're 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 talking about um, it, it's just it adds a, a layer of, of complexity and it adds just more stuff that you can see and do and uh, when you're trying to hit the detail level that they're they're hoping to, to, to reach you know it, it's gonna take a lot of time
0: okay right. well uh, like I said I, uh, my points been, I think, largely that it's not so much a uh, uh, a, a, a vision problem or a, uh, a lack of interesting or inspiring ideas. It's it's a management and communication problem, uh, as far as that goes. Do you, is there? Do you have any thoughts about how a software company can better put a can put a better face on their management and communication processes to inspire more confidence,
2: perhaps? Uh, yeah, uh, the, the management and, and, and communication has always been uh, kind of a, a, an issue with CIG. I mean, um, I don't know exactly how well they manage internally, but uh, when you're talking about goals and, you know, saying stuff like Star Marine's going to come out in two months and it's a, a year later, um, you know, that reflects badly on the management portion
4: of it. Sorry, uh, frankly, I, I was just going to interject. I don't expect them to keep any of their promise. Honestly, is that a problem? No, not really. I, I just, <laughs> I, you know, it's it's just that that uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen, I've been in a lot of development cycles throughout the years, and, I, and I've been in a lot of you know, a lot of beta games and know part of the development team and i just they all everybody has great ideas great ideas and great you know aspirations and and uh and, and chris is no different this is no different from a lot of other developers out there he's got but the reality of the the reality of things is that that uh, i just don't expect his promise all of his promises to come through
2: uh well um uh... You know, as far as uh, finishing all his, his promises, I don't see anything that is uh, impossible. Uh, uh, one of the ones that, uh, you know, like there's a, at $19 million, there's a, a stretch goal of the RSI Museum will layer monthly. I don't really think that has happened.
0: Um, yeah. It's, it's, do you think it's going to? I don't. I mean, there's no reason for it to.
2: No, no. Um, and, I mean... It, is, is that a, a, a failure? Uh, yeah, they they said this was going to happen, and it hasn't. So, um, is it a big deal? Not in my book, but maybe to some.
0: I, I a number of the ones that I went through on my little chart that I made, I put abandoned. You know, I mean, some of them are some of them were just abandoned because of the process uh, of the. Uh, As you were saying, you know, the $100 million, you give a $100 million, make a $100 million game. Some of that stuff just got left by the wayside as the scope of the project changed. And that that kind of evolution. And so they're not going to hit
2: 100%, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I I don't think they are. Um, One of the things that uh, was at at the 4.5 million stretch goal was uh, um, support for multiple monitors. And they've said that well, it's very difficult to do in CryEngine. So maybe that was an idea that they had earlier. Um, but I, I think that you could uh, consider Oculus supports, uh, multiple monitors. You can consider uh, tablet apps, multiple monitors. Um, but it's it's a very gray area. I mean, I'm, I'm really stretching it to say uh, that could happen.
0: It could, it could. It de- but, you know, some of the, I mean, I don't again the, the you know the, the slippage between your figures and my figures right there just show how much even how subjective even counting it is at this point and some of those stretch goals are and have been abandoned and so I mean a goal of 100% is at this stage unrealistic anyway but it 90% is not unrealistic and a path or a a uh, guideline or a uh, some sort of procedure to account for getting to that 90% level, whatever it is, I don't think is too much to ask from the project management, and something that it doesn't have to be, you know, line by line detailed out. But I think that something could be done uh, to give us a gauge. A progress bar, if you will. Ooh, I'm sorry about that, everybody. Um, a progress bar with a paperclip next to it would be great uh, to 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 tell us, hey, you know, this is where we are now. This is where we plan to be in some nebulous, you know, date range. Don't don't give us a, you know Q2 of 2018, whatever it is. Um, and here's our path. Here's some of the milestones internally that we have set. I don't think that that's too much to ask.
2: Well, I can see uh, uh, that being a whole lot of ammo for at least one person in particular, uh, <laughs> uh, and you know, I, I think they just don't want to give uh, people, you know, that kind of ammunition if, if when they miss all these 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 goals and go, okay, it's going to be that date. Well, sorry, we changed our mind. It's going to be like you know, a few months later. And, well, we decided there's a better way, so we we just kind of scrapped all that, you know.
0: Okay, I I got two points to make on that one. Number one, the the he who shall not be named, his entire argument, uh, mindset, whatever, is based upon the premise that this is never going to happen. So if CIG comes out and says any other date other than never, then... That is, you know, that takes away that guy's credibility. No, we have a date. It's just a long ways away. So, screw you, buddy. We have a date. It's not, and it's not never. Uh, I, number one, I think it's confidence boosting. But number two, the the problem with, with thinking like that is that he is going to interpret anything that CIG does as proof of his viewpoint. I mean, he's, it's, 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 so using holding up that guy as a reason to not do something I think is a little cowardly no I'm sorry it's a lot cowardly because that guy is diametrically opposed to them no matter what and if you're if you have a project and it's on track and it's making progress and you're happy with that progress heck even if you're not happy with the progress you've got a project it's it's headed towards its goals it's on the tracks share it play the cards like you got them and own it uh, and screw that guy that shall not be named
2: uh, yeah, I mean, one, one of the things, though, is, uh, you know, like, let's, let's take uh, Squadron 42. Uh, the original uh, release date that they first gave was in 2015. Um, now, I'm pretty confident that they are making Squadron 42. <laughs> yeah. That they will release it, that it's not a scam, you know, but uh, uh, by releasing the first date... They really kind of made themselves look bad. By releasing the second date of 2016, they're really putting themselves under the gun once again.
0: Right, but, but they, they can set their own goal, right? I mean, they can move the goalposts however they want to. That, and, then, right. and again, that's sort of my problem, is that they can set a date and then leave the uh, feature list blank or they can set a feature li- list and leave the date blank. It's like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle of software development, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, give us, give us, give us a, a feature list and leave the date open, or give us a date and leave the feature list. Uh... Now I'm confusing myself, um, and I almost hit an asteroid by trying to figure it out. But you get what I'm saying. Is you know, give us one or the other. We understand if you can't give us both, but give us one or the other and stick to it.
2: Oh yeah, I'm I'm in complete agreement on that. Um, it's it's been a frustrating thing on, on on my end as a as a backer because I don't care about missed dates. I just want to know what features you're you're working on, what's planned, and what's your best estimates. And you know, I I know I, I work in software development, so I know these kind of estimates always go out the door. Um, yes. So I, I, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm a software developer by profession. Not everybody is, and the internet will freak out sometimes.
0: I, yeah, I, I understand that. I just, I just don't buy it because mostly, the the internet can go hang. I mean, if if uh, if they if they ship a good product, the people that have already invested hundreds, in some cases thousands of dollars, will be back. And they will be buying the paint jobs, and they will spend some money for the uh, spiffy jackets and uh, for their for their in-game avatars. I mean, that'll happen. Um, and the participation of that community, the excitement, the YouTube videos that'll go up, that'll take care of your marketing. Any marketing deficiencies you think you might have, uh, but you got to get the product out there. You got to get it in the hands of your players.
2: Now, one of the things that uh I think is interesting about Chris Roberts talking about the minimally viable product is to me that that s- spoke volumes because uh, Chris Roberts, this is the first time where he's 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 really starting to to cut back, and I know internally they've got goals, they've got dates, and right now they are looking at. Uh, what do we need to release? And I think, from for Chris Roberts to say this is just, hey, just so you guys know, plenty of time, you know, uh, uh, ahead of time, you know, that you're you're talking about, uh, there we are going to release, but we have to cut out some features that we will put in later, you know. Uh, so to me, I think Star Citizen has gotten its first realistic internal date they're not going to share it with us they're not going to give it to us Uh, but to me that it's quite possible that they are looking at exactly what needs to happen when they can do it and saying okay with these features this is our minimally viable product this is good enough to to put on shelves and to me that that's 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 a great thing
0: i I mean i agree i just wish number one it worries me that that discussion hasn't already taken place that was my main point of getting on my soapbox is that why are we number one i don't i don't share your confidence that that internal decision has been made maybe they are in the process of making it i'm just my 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 soapboxing moment came from you haven't done that already that's not a thing that's you guys have been working towards for the last year what well uh that was my thing
2: Well, they they, they, kind of did and and shot themselves in in, in the foot with it uh, because they originally said uh, Squadron 42 in 2015, uh, Star Citizen in 2016. And I don't think anybody thinks that we're going to see Squadron uh, 42 and Star Citizen both released in 2016.
0: No, well, no, Star Citizen, no way. I mean, I think there's still a prayer for Squadron 42, but there's no way Star Citizen is going to... It, yeah, it's just it's just not that's not even that's not within the realm of possibility. But yeah, uh, you know, I go back to the Heisenberg uncertainty thing. If you're not going to give us the um, uh, the date, that's fine. Give us a feature list. If you're not going to give us a feature list, that's fine. Give us a date. And so you can you know it, get they can have as much wiggle room and as much cheating as they want, but they can they need to pick one. They can't cheat on both. They need to be able they need to pick one and then cheat on that one. that, yeah. that would be my that would be my response to that
2: no, I, I agree with that. Uh, I, I, as, as a backer, that's what I'd like to see is these are the things that we are planning to have for launch.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, so, all right. I, 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 think that it's not unreasonable to expect that. And I, I'm, I'm just so disappointed. Um, and your, your, your feedback was excellent and uh, well thought out. And, you know, we, we are on the opposite sides of a couple points, but I think we have a lot more in common than, uh, and differences uh really mm-hmm. at this point so all right well um what i uh, I've, I've i've monopolized the conversation jeff uh, lennon what would you like to ask mr mr damon here
3: no, I, I think it's all good i mean obviously uh like you said we tend to like to turn the mic over to the people that actually call in so was there anything you wanted to talk about damon
2: uh my mind is drawing a complete blank right now <laughs>
3: That's that's not a problem. It's going to be quite a long show. We bl- is,
0: so. Yeah, we we blank minds left and right. It's a thing we do. Your your IQ drops sixty points just by logging in. It, it's a thing. It Happens to me well, every week. I'll tell you that.
2: How how about this? Uh, when do you guys think that the all the features will be completed, uh, or oh, wow. as much as they that they can? You know, if you were to give a, a year, when do you think that would, would happen?
3: I'm gonna go 2019.
4: Okay, Jeff. Well, I think we we've, we've touched on this before, and I, I believe that 2018 is. Do my- so you think 2018 is your magic year? All right. Um. I my
0: my view of it is is that we may not see Star Citizen release until 2018, and then I'm gonna take our uh, experience with our lingua franca uh, MMO Star Trek Online. They released with kind of a crappy minimum viable product, and they make no bones about that in interviews, is that they just had to get the thing out the door by a certain date. And so their feature list was quite small. Um, And then it really wasn't until about three or four years after their release that they felt like this is the game we wish we'd released with. So I'm going to say 2022 uh, is is when we're finally going to you know, it's like, ah, this was the game that I backed in 2013. This was the vision that I had in 2013.
2: So for me, I think, uh, 2018 is when star citizen will, will be released as a minimally viable product. But, uh, when you're talking about all the, the stretch goals, uh, yeah, I think, uh, uh, 2020, uh, maybe 2019, late 2019, but, uh, that's what I'm
3: guessing. Late twenty nineteen, add three months, <laughs>
2: yeah. which is exactly uh, would be my calculation. <laughs> twenty twenty, that's what he said. Yeah he, yeah, he already did. He did that for you, Lemon. He did that for you. But hold on, I've, I've actually got a date because uh, uh, I was just counting how much stuff was done, how much stuff uh, will be done, and based on how many months of development, how much until the rest of the stuff is done. And I, I
0: tell I, me you uh, made a graph, and tell me that graph
2: looks like an S. Uh, I, I didn't make a, a graph. I, I, I did put it into Excel, and I got uh, February 29th, 2020. <laughs> you, did, you
0: did a linear regression on their progress so far. <laughs> Nicely done, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. Nicely done. All right. That's the kind of analysis we want here on, on uh, guard frequency, but are you know too lazy to really do ourselves. So we're going to rely on our listeners to do it. Well, well played, sir. Well done. Ah, All you. right. All right. Well, Damon, cool. we appreciate you calling in and getting in touch with us. Oh, thank you for
2: having me. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So how was the show? Was our coverage faultless, or is it time to head back to the Verizon store to have a little talk about the blank spots? Either way, let us know. Here's how you can get in touch with us. Why not leave a comment on the show's post over at GuardFrequency.com?
4: Or hit us up on Twitter at GuardFreak, or leave a comment and like us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak.
3: And if you're old school like us, just shoot an email to squawk at GuardFrequency.com.
0: You can also use the contact form on our website, and all the details for all the ways you can get in touch with us can be found in the show notes. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so take a minute. Tell us what's on your mind.
3: And that brings us to the end of episode 119 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 120 on May the 17th, so be sure to keep an eye out for our shows on our website, guardfrequency.com.
0: But that's not all. You can also subscribe to our shows at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. If you're not doing anything Friday nights, you can always join us live over at guardfrequency.com forward
4: slash live. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn Space Sim podcast ever? Drop us an email to squawk at And right now, our audio team is expanding, so if you think you know a high-quality show when you hear it, we'd love to hear from you. And you can also support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. For just $1.25, you can get access to the raw recordings of our live shows, as well as being entered into our weekly draw to win some Guard Frequency goodies. We want to thank all of our patrons who support us with their subscriptions week on week, and hope that you'll consider making a regular contribution, because the more support we get, the better show we
0: can make. Are you looking for a friendly wingman or two? We're active in most space sims and would love to have you join us. Check out our website and look under the call sign section for details of how you can fly with us. And don't forget about our sister production, Priority One. They cover all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com.
3: We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Special thanks to our community manager, Justin Shoverebeen-Lowmaster, our artists, Ben Sanders and Simon Jordan-Edwards, our staff writers, Jace Pentad and Kinshadow, our producer, Jeff Grant, our audio engineer, Michael Duncan, and of course, all the lovely, lovely Sits and Zivs who phoned in. A big shout-out to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkies for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkies.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep blank it's pretty low.
0: Reduce thrust. Town to three three zero caro one five. Squawk seven seven zero zero. Stay on the ground. We've got, uh, from what I'm seeing here, we had well, we had two people, and then one of them disconnected. So I don't know if the internet problems or what. And it looks like one of the guys that's in the waiting room has a microphone issue. So, and our call screener is now semi AFK. So we're off to a
4: <laughs> ripping start here, kids. <laughs> yes,
0: this is this is exactly the way you want to call in show to start off with. So, don't forget about our sister priority. Ooh, our sister priority. And don't forget about our. Uh,
1: the only the only um, power play stuff that I'm really interested w- was the um, was the emperor's daughter I think it was with uh... the
0: the blue haired anime princess.
1: Yes, <laughs> because of the shields
0: that she had. She good made. shields, she did. Yeah. She had the prismatic shields. Yeah, is this I, a euphemism. I, uh, it is not a euphemism. Okay, I'm it's not. She had beautiful purple. Were sh- they purple? No, they were green. Beautiful green that- shields.